Welcome back to A Doctor's Perspective, Minnesota 52. Today is a doozy, but before we jump in, 2019, the top 10 episodes were released in January. If you're on the email or follow any of my social medias, which are on the top right of the webpage, you just click whichever one you like. The list came out, so you can go to a doctorsperspective.net slash top2019, and you will find the top 10 most downloaded episodes of the year. And as a bonus, I threw a couple of extra in there because they were so close as far as downloads. It's like, yeah, here's a couple extra. And the mini-sodes, being that the response I've gotten has been big and the downloads have been nice, I said, okay, let's just make a top 10 there too. So we have a top 10 of the mini-sodes for 2019. Download that and you know, know where to start. If you're not sure where to start, I should say, with this podcast, now you've got at least 20 episodes that you can download immediately and just have it ready for your next workout, next drive, whatever. So today's show, Masters of Fitness, episode 42, Is Bigger Better? They interview a man who has a million-dollar gym, 18,000 square feet. That's huge. It's in the D.C. area, and we just they pick his brain. And so let's go over some of the highlights today, okay? Stay tuned to the end. He'll, I'll tell you about if he had to do it over what he would do. We'll talk about care packages, visit packages uh, that's been working. But first, he definitely says, look, you want to be a mentor, all right, if somebody younger than you or just doesn't have the experience you have, I'll ask you questions. Think about it. Maybe offer them some advice. You don't know where they are. And maybe you were in a spot where you needed a mentor and maybe somebody was nice enough to give it to you. And I'm not saying you gotta you, you don't have to charge them. You know, we just it feels good to help other people, right? Of course, be careful of the leeches, but you know, in general, it could help spark someone to overcome their own obstacles. And as they say, when you teach somebody, it really solidifies what you know. All right, so uh, the downside, we all want A-plus employees to have ownership that just really love the vision that you have and want to see you grow and the practice grow, okay? But the thing is, most people, they don't care, <laughs> right? You know, they don't care if they make the boss more money. They just want a job. And of course, as the owner, you expect a lot out of your employees, probably more than they actually want to give. So there's that balance of how do you get the most out of your employees, without driving them away? And how do you get them motivated to take ownership in the, in the clinic that you have? Now, the second piece, he said, you know, when you're out on your own as a personal trainer, you know, in this instance, or maybe as a new doctor, uh, you might not have the confidence or the, the skill level or the, probably more the, the, the confidence to command the higher fees, okay? So you might wheel and deal. Oh, let's do a $29 initial exam. Let's, let's do 50% off eyeglasses. Oh, I don't know this, this and that. But like in the gym world, there's always these deals, you know, especially for personal training. Maybe you charge $75 an hour, but oh, I just, I, I really need to eat this month or I'm new. I'm going to just charge them 55 and if they buy like a package of 10 or something like that. And then, oh my gosh, it's so much more work and you get kind of burned out because you're not getting paid for what you know you should be worth. It ends up just biting you in the butt, they say, between you're not making enough money and then if you have to end up raising the fees and they get upset or maybe they're like a troublesome client and you're like, dude, you got a good deal and you're this much trouble. Like what in the world? So one of the things he had, was he got an office manager and they, she was streamlined things. It's like, you got to stop giving deals. The price is the price, especially if like they refer somebody and they get a different price. They might feel cheated. Like, wait, I paid, I was paying 50 and this guy's paying 40. That ain't right. So anyway, so, so everybody gets upset. All right. Next up, 
the sexy beast is pro athletes. Am I right? Ooh, you know, Jerry Rice. Ooh, it's Drew Brees. Yeah, let's, let's treat these guys. Well, here's the thing. A lot of these people are, it's seasonal, right? It's a seasonal thing. You get the hot time and then the low time. Now, if they make it pro, they probably have their own doctors on staff and they don't want to see you. Secondly, they might think, yo, it's a privilege for you to treat me. I'm not paying. Think of all the referrals that you're going to get if they let you take a picture with them. In reality, that doesn't happen. Yeah, you get some prestige. You may get a few patients from that, but it's not like they're directly referring patients to you. So a lot of times it's feast and famine. And then, like it or not, you might start to niche down into something that maybe you're not super, super awesome with or enjoy. Like maybe you do baseball and you start niching down because you have these athletes, but like it's not your super passion. It's just what kind of showed up. Like you had the opportunity for work with baseball players, but you really like soccer. You know, things like that happen. It's better to do classes. In a nutshell, if I have, I'm not sure what the title of this episode is going to be, but it might be group classes for the win, you know, something like that. Because that is where he's like, he makes a lot of his money. He'll have uh, small groups and large groups and he has different age groups. So one of the things that he's found has been profitable and very helpful is classes for kids from like five to nine, nine to 12, you know, 13 to 15, I believe like 16 to 19 or something like that. And then like college athletes. So anyway, you separate them out like based on their skill level and their age because you're going to do different types of training for these kids versus, you know, a high school athlete. It's just it's going to look different. You know, it's a fitness class. It's, it's coaching. It's proper mechanics. It's lifting. It's, it's all the things that you would need to do. And you have classes between five and nine people and they pay, you know, you know, a good price. And you can do a group setting, like I said, but also selling like 10, 20 and 30 visit packages where they come in two or three times a week. And it might only last for like three months. Now, he said when they have a three months twice a year, they, they grow leaps and bounds as an athlete compared to their people who didn't. If they just do once a year, you know, there's improvements, but not as much as they've seen when they do it twice a year for three months. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So it's like a three-month plan during the off-season potentially. One of the hidden gems he found was like a, a fitness class for people who aren't into sports. These days, a lot of people are playing video games are just watching TV, gaining weight. The parents are like, why don't you go out and do something? Well, this kid's not very coordinated. I'm not going to force them. Okay, okay. You got to do something. You need to be active, right? Parents will pay. Send them to classes twice a week where they do fun activities to get them out of their chair, get them off the sofa. Nothing too competitive. These people, generally, they don't care. They just need to get out there and uh, move. Second to last thing, uh, semi-private classes are the way to go. To be honest, he goes, you get, get the most money because it's a premium price and they're more likely to keep going because you only had, you know, five or six people in the class. You get to know them. You have that group competition type of atmosphere. Each person kind of cheering each other on and things like that. So it's really helpful to uh, get consistency and to have people continue month after month, which is uh, when like Josh Satterley talks about as well. Actually, Bobby maybe with the FTCA, Fourth in Chiropractic Alliance, he's been speaking, I think in Australia, the ACA did a couple months ago about gamification of rehab. If you Google gamification of rehab or fitness, you can probably watch some YouTube videos and figure out what that is and how can you implement that into your own clinic. Now, I'm not, this is obviously not going to pertain much to a podiatry clinic potentially, but you know, or an eye doctor or dentist, but PTs, DCs, personal trainers as well, all those people. 
So like I said, he had 18,000 square foot, million dollar practice for the last three years. And he said he wouldn't do it again. He would not go to that. He goes, it is such a headache. 50% of his money goes to staff and then up to 70% goes to, you know, just overhead, everything else. Uh, he would say, I would have rather stayed at my 5,000 square foot place. I would have had less staff. I would have had less big groups. And what I would have done was just raise prices periodically and make the same money. Because right now, it's like 40000 a month in salary, and he needs 75000 a month to break even. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's a lot of money. So, yeah. So, again, I, and I've, it's not the first time I've heard people recommending I would have stayed small and just raised prices and modified the group so I don't need a 12-person group. We kept them five. And, again, you could still hire certain staff members. You don't want to do it yourself. That's fine. There's a certain way you would do that to hire the staff. They teach the classes at a certain rate, and then you still, you know, make profit. And uh, you can either do it if you want to or kind of step back. So all those are opportunities. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. Hopefully I didn't ramble on too much. Let me know. I definitely am trying to have a, you know, podcast overviews that I've listened to in these mini sods. They're not meant to sound uh, condescending or I'm going to teach you what I know. That's not the case at all. So if it is that way, let me know and I can change my delivery. That way you can get the most out of this and not find me annoying, of course. That's what I got for you today, doctorsperspective.net slash M52. But that's this week. Listen, critically think, and integrate. Have a good one.